Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Towns pass to Towns. Towns outside the arc, behind the back to Russell. Russell over to Towns. Towns for three. Got it. And he's got 38 points now. Part of his 39 on the evening. No answer for Cat Carl Anthony Towns. No answer for the Minnesota Timberwolves. As the Warriors get spanked again, 129 to 114. They lose it by 15 to a team that they could see again in the postseason and a very dangerous young basketball squad led by their big Carl Anthony Towns doing it, of course, without last year's number one pick, that being Anthony Edwards, but they did not need him this evening as the Warriors, once again, not very good defensively. Getting back really quick to Carl Anthony Towns, he was the three-point shooting winner in this year's All-Star Weekend Extravaganza, the first time we've seen a big take it home. Three of six from three-point territory, again, finishing with 39 points. But the Warriors, well, it's the same old, same old as Golden State, a very lethargic, uninspired performance tonight as they lose to a Minnesota Timberwolf team, albeit is over 500, a team that is headed in the right direction, but simply put, a team that the Warriors would have been able to handle with relative ease early on in the season. This, however is not early on in the campaign. Too early to push the panic button? No. <laughs> this is a team right now that is that is struggling. It's clear. But you can still point to the fact that they didn't have Klay Thompson again tonight. No, Mr. Iguodala. When he's coming back, we have no idea. But, of course, the guy that you want to circle is Draymond Green. And I'll detail and we'll get into more conversations about the absence of Draymond and what it means to this basketball team. And again, not just to make this simply put, but if you don't have Draymond Green and they played, it was almost like an aberration where they did well defensively for a while during his absence, that first five to eight game run. But now it's beginning to show and it's beginning to rear its head that you cannot play a... You cannot play this style of basketball uninspired, without a personality, without not only the guy that makes it go defensively, also runs things, it goes through him offensively as well, but he clearly is the character. He is your guy. He is the dude that fires everybody else, the infectious personality. Everybody feeds off of that. We talk about it ad nauseum. It's a real thing. You want proof? Check out the Golden State Warriors tonight. And quite frankly, over the last month, I mean, this is a team that has not been good against teams that have been sub-500 and certainly have not been good against teams that have been over 500. And really, when you think about it, since the second half of the season started, they got off to that good start against the Portland Trailblazers. And, And not to take anything away from Portland, but that's a bad basketball team. And if you're going to use the Portland Trailblazers as some sort of a barometer as to where you're at, well... Uh, that's, as they like to say, empty calories. Their real true test and their real game, if you will, in the second half of the season was that debacle against the Dallas Mavericks in which they squandered that 19-point advantage and then eventually lost to the Mavericks as the Mavericks, after getting dominated throughout the majority of the game again, getting back to, I think, when you don't have that presence 
and you don't have a closer and somebody that just wills a team like that of the Golden State Warriors to wins, you fall as they did to Dallas. And then again tonight, a, a game in which they trailed predominantly throughout and then eventually lose by 15. The big picture, well, the Warriors now on the season at 43-19. and 19. Look, that's respectable, but you're now only a half game in front of Memphis for that number three spot. And they are they are falling quickly. And Memphis certainly very much in the picture. And it's a Warrior team that does not look as though they're going to get Draymond back anytime soon. And when you when you think about their prospects going forward, especially in the immediate near future, this is the first of a four-game road trip back to Dallas on Thursday. This this could be tough. You don't want to throw out the offer, but I wouldn't be surprised if they come home without a victory. Don't want to be that guy, but let's be realistic. 129-114 is the final score. Let's take some of your calls. 888-957-9570. Let's start things with Adam. Wants to get it going in the city. Adam, what's going on? And Welcome to the show. Hey, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with your points. We, we, we do need, you know, that defensive stopper, that guy with the attitude. But I, I, I'm just going to be realistic that, the, like, the Warriors are in some serious trouble. Like, I called into Bonte, uh, I think, back in early January when he first went out. It's like, are you guys concerned with the injury? You know, whatever. And it's like, it's been a couple months of this now. And it's like, they just, they're not a good basketball team without Draymond Green. Like, I, you know, next to Steph, I feel like I'm watching a G League team. Like, Jordan pulls air balling left and right. Kaminga looks lost. Wiggins is, I mean, God, that all-star selection is not looking good at all. I know his first half was good, but right now it's, this is just not a good basketball team, period. Like right now, like what I'm seeing and going into the final stretch of the season, playing this way, you cannot just expect Draymond and Wiseman to just fix these problems. Like they're instilling bad habits, bad play. It's, it's, incredibly concerning. I honestly think they're going to be a first-round exit, so appreciate it. Adam, thanks so much. Good call, and you're right. We know how important Draymond is, and we know how good defensively he is, but you would like to think it's more of a collective effort, right? You like to think that everybody's good defensively. Yeah, Draymond happens to be our guy. He happens to be one of the best, and in that conversation of being the defensive player of the year, but we're all pretty good. Well, with his absence, it looks as though he makes it all happen. That's, that's the straw, right? I mean, without him, it is a com- the complexion on this team is entirely different. We'll get more into Draymond because it's not only about him. They're, they're not as good without him and clearly not as good defensively. And it's not so much about, you know, what Draymond does is he puts bodies on people. He does not let you score in the paint. You cannot post up Draymond Green. But again, and Steve Kerr pointed this out, he said, that's not that is part of the problem, but that's not the only problem. In fact, that is not, you know, that's not the donkey in the room. Rather, it's the point of attack defense. We just simply fundamentally can't keep can't keep players in front of us, right? Everybody's looking to take you off the bounce these days in the NBA. And you cannot let players from the perimeter just puncture your defense, take you off the dribble, either get to the get to the rim with an uncontested layout layup and or you got to collapse and they kick out to an open three. You you can't do that. You got to have the lateral quickness. You got to stay in front of guys. Hey man, this is I coach at the boys and girls club. And that's fundamental 101. I mean, my 11-year-olds are beyond that. But that's where it's getting to on the Golden State Warriors. And listen, I don't want to rag in the Warriors. This is still a very good basketball team. May I remind you, it's 43 and 19. And that's why you build up big cushions and get off to an 18-2 and two start so that you can get by or survive when you're having struggles and you go through the ebb and flow of a basketball season and when you begin to struggle like they are right now and try to just tread water until they get Draymond back. The big question becomes, where's Draymond when he returns to this team? If you expect him to hit the ground running and to be that guy, as I mentioned, a candidate not only for being the defensive player of the year, but also for being your MVP. If you think that guy is just going to be plug and play, here we go, Draymond's back. No, he's got, you know, he's got to get, he's got to get his legs, he's got to get his stamina, he's got to play a little bit. Are there going to be enough games in the regular season for Draymond to be Draymond when it counts and you get into the postseason? And who knows at that point? 
where the Warriors are at as far as their seeding. You would like to think if they're not at two, they're at number three. But, I mean, would you put it past anybody that they fall to Utah? I mean, that's, you know, that's highly unlikely. But this is a Warrior team that can't even worry about Memphis. Forget about chasing Phoenix. That's not going to happen. You're not getting the number one seed. It's just a matter of taking care of things in your own house. And that is, again, playing defense. The caller, Adam, you talked about Andrew Wiggins. Now, Wiggins typically plays well. You can usually circle a couple of dates and games where Andrew Wiggins is going to give you big numbers, and that's usually against Minnesota, and it's usually against Cleveland, and it's usually against Toronto. Statistically, that's when he has his best games against opposing teams. It's those three, Minnesota, Cleveland, and Toronto. And I'm sure you could see the common thread there. First of all, Minnesota's former team. There's added incentive there to do well, and he usually does. Cleveland, of course, was the team that drafted him and then traded him to Minnesota. LeBron James didn't want him, wanted Kevin Love. So he always has payback for Cleveland and puts up big numbers. And for Toronto, well, he's simply from Canada in the Toronto area. So when he goes back home in front of family and friends, Andrew Wiggins usually performs well. Tonight, not the case. Again, much like everybody else, an uninspiring 12 points. He averaged just over 13 during the month of February. He suddenly has, he's slipping back into that Andrew Wiggins that we thought we'd never see again, and that is the guy who, who disappears for weeks at a time. We thought the Andrew Wiggins who went to this year's All-Star game suddenly had become this energized guy that brings it every single night. And now Andrew Wiggins over the last couple of games, actually over the last month, suddenly is somebody that's doing a disappearing act at a time when you need him the most. When you have no Draymond, there's no clay, it can't all be Steph. Back out to the phone lines. 888-957-9570. Just give me Priest standing by. What's up, Priest? Welcome to the show. Hey, buddy. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Listen, I'm going to address the elephant in the room. Andrew wants to talk about Kevin Lee. He gives Offense. Call Anthony Thompson for 38. Let me go for two. I don't want Austin here to be James B. I'm saying, who Priest, get on another line and call us back. I think you got a bad connection there. Priest, we, we always love your calls, and I'd love to hear what you have to say about Kevon Looney because. I think it works sort of hand-in-hand with a guy I know you're really big on, and that is, of course, James Weissman. Get on another – see if you can get on another cell, get on a landline. The connection was was bad, but Priest, try us again, and we'd love to hear what it is that you had to say about Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney, yes, only two points tonight, but I, you can't put it on the feet of Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney is not there to give you offense. He is a pick-and-roll guy. He's a guy they refer to, if you play for him, as one of the best screeners in the league. He's a guy that gets you rebounds. He does the dirty work. Everything you get in terms of offense and points, that's all gravy. He plays way too much. His minutes are way too extended simply because you don't have the likes of another big. There is no James Weissman, so he has to play extended minutes. But he has been good. Yes, he doesn't give you points, but that's not what he's there to do. And if you're relying on Kevon Looney to give you double digits, well, you're barking up the wrong tree because it ain't going to happen. My man Drew standing by out in Oakland. Wants to talk about the 129-114. Lost Drew, welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up, my man? Hey, Dan, good evening. Appreciate you uh, being on the post game. Hey, man, I've been talking to you since, what, before the, pre- the preseason even started. And this is what happens when you choose to stay small. You don't get anyone in the, uh, the trade. You don't get anyone in the buyout. And if the bones are all picked out of there. And if you're relying on Kevon Looney for 12 points tonight, it's going to be a one and done first round out because he's not, he's not like you said, he's not there for offense, but this is ridiculous. And you hear the post game from these guys and you could play it from, you know, two weeks ago. It's the same. Just rewind different. They're wearing different clothes, but they're talking the same stuff. Oh, we got to get it together. Oh, we got to get play stronger on defense. Well, it's too late for that. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And they're not finishing well. So, you know, and I don't see any help coming, but they put themselves in this spot. If Draymond Green comes back, he hasn't played game one with Clay Thompson. They don't have a rotation set. 
They don't have chemistry going. And people screaming, well, when Wiseman's coming back? Well, he's not really going to come back effectively until next year. So get used to it. Uh, Steve Kerr said as much. He says that even if he plays, there might be nights he, he's a healthy scratch because he's just too young. So I don't know what they're going to do from here, but there's no there's no Camelot coming in to say that they, they chose to put themselves in this position and not go get somebody in the middle to guard the paint. So, I mean, that's my take on it. And like I said before, I don't see this team a championship team. And yeah, like I said, you just hear the same stuff from, the, from Curry every, oh, we got to do better. And it's just not happening, Devone. What's your take? Have yeah. a good night. Appreciate it, man. Strong as always, Drew. And, yeah, it's getting a little redundant. I mean, this is a team that's clearly missing. They're missing a thumper in the middle. And the absence of Draymond is something that, look, at nobody – Nobody saw it coming. I mean, it's a team that was thin to begin with without a James Weissman. So the last thing you could ill afford was a loss of Draymond Green. And they're feeling, they're feeling it right now. They've been able to play beyond their heads, beyond their, their capabilities, quite frankly, for you know, more than a couple of weeks. And now it's just, you know, this is, this is what you get with no Draymond and no big in the middle. Teams are going to have their way. But it's, it's not, again... It gets back not only to Draymond, but you got to keep people in front of you. You cannot have anybody just break you down off the dribble, get to the paint, have their way. That's just simply not moving your feet. That's just not playing defense. Nothing to do with Draymond. That's nothing to do with guys in the paint. Listen, still time to salvage things, though. And the Warriors did go on an 18-2 run to start the season. That wasn't camouflage. That was real deal. Can they get back to that is the big question. Let's try again with Priest. Priest, my man, how's the connection? I know you want to get into Kevon Looney, and I'll let you talk a little James Weissman if you want as well. Priest, what's up? Yeah, what's up, man? Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to do. If people think the Warriors are counting on James Weissman producing, you got to be drunk. No, seriously, man. What do you think they're counting on? J- Listen, Draymond Green... Is so is up in a and and he is a beast, no question about it. The team revolves around his fulcrum, him being the fulcrum of the defense and the offense. There's no question about it. But Draymond Green don't score. Let me explain something to you. When a team sits on their hands during the trade deadline, during the buyout market, and they won't bring in a big. To say they're not counting on, on James Wiseman is insane. It's obvious they are. But the thing is, he's going to undersell it, undersell it, and over-deliver. So the, the, what I'm trying to get you to see is this is a team in transition, man. It's a team that's changing. It's changing of the guard, and people don't want to see it. Kevin Looney, is. I, I know why he's there. I get it. He's in love with that guy setting picks and the things that he does. But Kevin Looney gives you nothing offensively. And Draymond does not score. Now, you're trying to tell me they're not expecting nothing from Wiseman? you got to be drunk. Of course they are. They, they, need, they need those two young guys to produce in order to win in these playoffs. And if they don't, they're going home. It's that simple. Kaminga and Wiseman have got to get them easy buckets from the dunker spot. They he, they have to. They got to get rebounds, putbacks, and 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 points in the dunker spot. If they don't, the listen. You can't win every game from through from from the perimeter. You can, when they don't score from the perimeter, they get beat. And that tells me they need easy buckets. It's that simple. It's simple basketball. If you know anything about basketball, you know for a fact they're counting on Wiseman to deliver in the paint. And if they and if he does not, they ain't winning squat. Period. Good job, Priest. And Priest, you know, I'm sure you and I have gone back and forth on this. And I've always talked about it since, you know, I've been in San Francisco. I've been away for a while in New York, but since I've, I've always kept an eye on the Golden State Warriors, but they've never had a big in my lifetime. Not a big who was legit. Not a big that could score. Not a big that had the potential of being, being that guy. 
Unfortunately, with James Weissman, it's still potential at this point. You need to see more. And I guess the only thing that Steve Kerr is saying is that, yes, he is our future. We'll find out what it is he could do, and hopefully he's going to be that guy. We would all love to see it, man. We've all been through Beadrins going back through all of these centers that were just trash. And, and you have to give this guy an opportunity. But as of right now, I think what Steve Kerr is telling everybody in Dub Nation, you have to temper expectations. The dude has not played basketball. Not only this year, good chunk of last year, and even going back to his collegiate and high school days. Dude just needs run. He needs reps. So pinning it on him, saying you're going to be the answer, we, need, we have a void in the middle, you're going to be the solution, you're taking us to the promised land, it's going to be on your shoulders. Granted, it's not going to be him exclusively, but I think you understand what I'm saying. For him to play a pivotal role going into the postseason might be a bit too much for a guy who looked as though he was sort of over his skis and the game was a little bit too fast for him at times, at times last year. But I'm with Priest as far as this guy could be the future. Is the future right now is the big question when it comes to James Weissman. That we're going to find out in the days and the weeks ahead. It's going to be Scott standing by out in Concord. Scott, what's going on? Welcome to the show. How's everybody doing? I wish we had a better evening with the Warriors win this, this evening, but just wanted to quickly uh, check in real quick with you guys on the Steph Curry goat conversation. And I wanted to just kind of throw this in there because we all saw Steph kind of have a slow start to the night. I think we all enjoyed actually as basketball fans when Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and even LeBron James still have an off night offensively. I think we enjoy that because we get to see the type of caliber of basketball player they are or they were. That was something that I think if you look back or you think back to the days when Kobe Bryant would have an off day or Michael Jordan would have an off day, you actually listen, you actually watch the game a little closer because you got to see what kind of basketball player they were both sides of the court. And Steph just doesn't have that. And so it's tough to see nights like tonight when he plays his timid basketball, still gets his points, but you know he's not going to take the team to the next level with that type of basketball play. And he can't do a D on the defensive side. So when he's off, it just doesn't – the go conversation can't be had. Scott, I hear you. And I don't know – usually the GOAT conversation is usually relegated to – LeBron James and or Michael Jordan these days. You can throw in a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You'll throw in a Wilt. But, Steph, if you want to go GOAT, greatest of all time, yeah, I don't know that that many people or if there's a lot of clamoring for him to be better than that of Michael Jordan when you're looking in retrospect or thinking legacies. Steph Curry just is, doesn't have the sort of impact defensively. You're, you're spot on. But as far as being the MVP on this team, which is sort of you know the world we're living in, and maybe we can get into a, a more general and a bigger conversation in terms of Steph and where he stacks up with the greatest of all time. But as far as being the MVP on this team, that's, that's who he is. All you have to do is go back to last year when this team had nobody, and I'm talking you know no Draymond, no Clay, and he carried him home those last 15 games because that's what he can do. The only problem right now is that it's all Steph. And you can't win like that. And we thought we had turned a corner, right? We thought this year we had depth. And so it didn't have to just be Steph throwing in for 40 and 45 a night. That Steph Curry now suddenly had help from the likes of the Otto Porters, from the emergence of a Jordan Poole, and hopefully with a healthy Clay Thompson. And nobody was expecting Draymond to go down. We thought that there were other, there were other threats. There were other guys that could carry the load. But guess what? We're right back to a one-trick pony, and it's Steph Curry, do or die. If Steph isn't lighting it up, if Steph is not going to carry you across the finish line, you ain't winning. Jordan Poole's not doing it. He did early on. I have no idea what's in that dude's head right now. Got no idea. No one can convince me that he's just a hot or cold player, that he's a streaky player. No. Maybe it's maturity. Maybe it's immaturity. But there's something going on between those dudes' ears. There's something going on inside that guy's noggin because he has not become that consistent player that, that they were relying on because he, he demonstrated early on, all right, I volunteer. I'll give you 18 to 25 a night. I'll alleviate some of that from Steph Curry. And Andrew Wiggins, hey, I'm next in line. Count on me. I'm giving you 18 to 25 and go to the All-Star game. 
We don't need just Steph. We got three of us now. Well, where the hell are you? Because right now, again, it's just Steph Curry. Hard to crack on Steph Curry right now because without him, you got just about nothing. Robin's standing by in the city. Let's get out to Robin. Robin, what's going on? Welcome to the Warriors wrap-up. How are you tonight? Hey, can you hear me? Is my, is my um, speaker up too loud because I'm on a speaker? No, you're good, Robin. What's up? Okay. So, you know, I just wanted to say, you know, that last call I was talking about, it's clear that Steph doesn't have it. You know, so I guess he's talking about his floor plan. And that's just BS because Steph has had bad games in the past throughout the course, and we see him contribute and do other things when he has a bad game. And, you know, lately he has been playing more point guard because the lack of playmakers. And he did it all last year. So, you know, we have a short memory about what players can do. We don't want, I personally, I don't personally want to see Curry play another season like he did last season and take over and put Poopy and them on his back, (laughs) okay, and wear his career out. And so that last call about it's clear Curry just doesn't have it really annoys me. And it shows you how unappreciative Warrior fans are. In terms of big men, you can thank Don Nelson for that. Uh, Priest keeps insisting upon James Wiseman, and he's an unknown. I mean, it doesn't take anybody that knows basketball, anybody that can critically think and process information as a whole. And I think you have said, I have told you this before, that I have never thought that this team was a championship team. I've always said they were competitive, but I've always said that they, they, they it's just catching up to them, Dan. I've always asked you, who's that second scoring going to come to? Where's that scoring? Defense is what got them here. Now they don't have that because teams are exploiting them at their half court. They just, this roster right now, as it consists, it's not very good. And then you got all these other moving pieces where people are coming back and trying to learn how to play together. There is so much going on. So be damn the Warrior fans, you're spoiled, and many of you are just delusional. Peace out, Dan, because that last guy really pissed me off. Bye. All right, Robin, thanks so much. Yeah, if you're going to crack on Steph, you know people like Robin are going to get right back at you. And getting to Robin's point about Steph being a point guard, I, I like Steph at the point. I like his mid-range. I love it when he pulls up for a mid-range Jimmy. It's, it is absolute money. Look, it, I'm on record as saying I don't think he's going to be that guy from three-point territory that we've fallen in love with for the last almost decade now. I just don't think that's going to come back. I mean, he'll, he'll have games where he's going to be Steph of old, but I don't think it's going to be over the stretch of an entire season. I think this is, this is the new Steph Curry. But Steph Curry getting to the rim, he's always finished always finished what's on his plate, and now the ability to drop dimes and assist in the mid-range, and then he can still step out and shoot the three. Just I don't think he can do it with the level of consistency that we saw as, as early as a year ago. Could be wrong. Hope I am. Let's get one call before we get to a break, and it's Mike standing by in the city. What's up, Mike? Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for taking my call. I'll make it quick. I disagree with Robin. I agree with that last caller. I know what he was trying to say, that – you know, Steph, and he gets a free pass on a lot of things. He's not held accountable. But what he's saying is the greats like Jordan, everyone, they, when, if the, if the shot's not falling, then they take over, you know, take over the game. Perfect example against Dallas, uh, 21 point lead or what, what have not. Steph should have taken over to make sure they don't lose. Jordan would never let his team lose. So I understand what that caller was saying before Robin. I just wanted to point that out because I'm not the only one who's noticed that too. But I think we don't hold Steph accountable either because as a superstar, I know it. I know he he needs to kind of take control, rally the team, or do something. If a shot isn't falling, step up in defense or something. That's all. I just wanted to say I disagree with Robin. Appreciate it, Mike. Good call. We got to get to a break. We'll take more of your calls. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. I know we got some guys on hold, some women on hold. Just stay right there. We'll get back to you. Warriors lose it one twenty nine to one fourteen. Much more on the Warriors wrap up with Dan Avone after this on ninety five seven. The game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors have now lost six of eight. They fall tonight to the Minnesota Timberwolves with a final score of 129 to 114. Hi again, everybody. This is Dan Avone, and welcome to the Warriors wrap-up as the Warriors, Warriors now losers of six of their last eight in the Western Conference. Of course, they're six and a half back of the Phoenix Suns for the number one seed. The Warriors also now just currently a half game in front of the Memphis Grizzlies. That's going to be nip and tuck from here on out. The on-charging Grizzlies looking to overtake the Warriors from the number two seed. And look at it. It's, it's four games, but four games is not unsurmountable. But that's the difference between the Warriors and now the four seed, that being the Utah Jazz. The Jazz four games back of the Golden State Warriors. Warriors once again fall to the Minnesota Timberwolves. We want to continue to talk about it. Let's get back out to the phone lines, 888-957-9570. Off to the nation's capital. Say hello to David. David, welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. How are you tonight? Dan, how you doing, bro? Good, man. What's up? Hey, I just want to make one correction to something that you said earlier. This is in regards to Steph's shooting percentage. One thing that I noticed this season is, is, is the screeners. The screeners who are on the floor, other than Looney, they are doing a terrible job as far as setting screens for Steph. Until that is fixed, we are going to be in some serious issues. Furthermore, also the size, as you've already alluded to earlier, which has been a problem for the last five years. I don't understand why Myers never addressed that to begin with. I mean, by now, we should have already had another seven-footer on the floor on the roster to 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 back up um, Looney, also to also back up Wiseman. It just doesn't make any sense to me that you are aspiring to be a championship contending team, and then you don't have the proper pieces on the on on the roster to 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 you know to to do what what needs to be done. It's just it's just it's just baffling to me. We are wasting an opportunity that we may never get again. I mean, if we counting on next season. Next year is not a next year is not a promise. It's not a promise. To me, we needed to get a big, a center, a veteran center, to back up Looney as well as to back up Wiseman. I'm just going to get off and, and and listen to your response. Yeah, David, that's a good call. I'm with you. I live in the here and now, and I hear a lot of people say, "Well, they're a year away. They're a year. Jonathan Kaminga's a year away. James Wiseman got to wait on him next year." And then the Warriors are just going to they're going to stamp everybody. They'll catch and pass the Phoenix Suns. Hey, that might be true. There are no guarantees. Look, we've all lived long enough people, right? You know this. If the window's ajar, if that door's slightly ajar for you to win a title or get to a Western Conference championship, you bang that thing down. You walk through it when it presents itself. And this year after the 18 and 2 start, after getting out in front of everybody, and looking as though they have returned back to that championship fiber of just a short two years ago, the Golden State Warriors have an opportunity to do damage this year. Yeah, I get it. Maybe the windows don't match. That Steph, Draymond, and Clay need these kids to get a year under their belt before they can think about realistically winning a title or getting back to the NBA Finals. But in the here and now, again, you're the number two seed. You have the second-best record in the NBA. 
there is a chance this year. You cannot think it's always dangerous, especially in the NBA, because you have no idea whether you're going to get back here again. You may think you do, and certainly you can look at a roster and you can look at players on a piece of paper and say, well, yeah, we're better than everybody else. We'll get back there. No idea what can happen in terms of James Weissman, even the development of the Jonathan Kaminga, injuries as we've seen with Draymond Green, players getting older. Iguodala, will he even be in the rotation or with this team next year? You just have no idea what might happen. With any of us, quite frankly, to generally speaking, you live for now. And now you have an opportunity. And you got to think about what you can do this year to win an NBA title. And yes, I think winning a title, getting to the Western Conference Finals, albeit after a loss like tonight, it's frustrating. But that's got to be your focus. This is a championship team. <laughs> this is not, you know, this isn't Memphis. This isn't a team. This isn't Minnesota trying to get there, trying to get to a Western Conference Finals. No. May I remind you that these are three future Hall of Famers with NBA championship rings and belts that belong to them. They know what this is all about. This is, a, this is the closest we've seen to a dynastic run in recent memory. This is the dynasty. It's right now. It's Steph, Draymond, and Clay, and what they've done to basketball over the last five to six years. It's championship or bust. That's, that's the DNA of these guys. So if you're thinking about, well, we're a year away, now, I guarantee you, Steph, if you were to sit him down, he's not saying, well, yeah. I mean, if realistically, I think next year we can win it. No, hell no. He's about winning titles. He's about winning titles this year. I know some guys were cracking on Steph and the talk of the greatest of all time. And, of course, you know, people like Robin and, and some of the others out there in Dub Nation not going to let that happen, getting on the phone lines and, and letting people know that, that Curry is still the man. I don't know what it inspired, some, some Curry neg- negativity tonight, 34 points tonight. He looked pretty strong, 10 of 24 from the floor, 5 of 16 from three. But again, you know, I think Steph, I, I've at least come to grips that this is who Steph is as far as three-point shooting. If he gets over 40 to 45% again, that would be fantastic. But I think that this is, this is the new Steph, and I'm good with it. The guy can hit the mid-range, now doling out assist. The offense running through him without the, with the absence of Draymond Green. But it's not about Steph Curry, man. It's about Andrew Wiggins. Where are you? Where are you, my man? We all like Andrew Wiggins. At least we like that version of Andrew Wiggins we saw early on in the season. But now the average has slipped. Tonight, just 12 points. And it was a forgettable 12 points. And we haven't even gotten into Jordan Poole. And I'd like to know where you're at with JP. Hit me up. I, I want I, Seriously, I want to know where people are at with Jordan Poole. Uh, I mean, this guy was supposed to be, and he was thought of. And it, <laughs> I was doing shows just two days ago, and we were talking about, we were kicking around numbers that the Warriors were squeezing this, according, according to Connor Letourneau, who's on this stuff, that, you know, the number 20 mil over four years, an $80 million contract was something that was, you know, earmarked for Jordan Poole, thought to be fair, market value. I mean, he's he started the future of this team. Early on in the season, I was taking calls, and you people swore to me that he was the third Splash Brother. Uh, he was of the same fiber and the same DNA of that of Steph and Clay. Where is he, man? And I get it. Dude's 22 years of age. So maybe he's not there yet, but this sort of disappearing act, again, if you're living for the here and now, you need this kid to be more consistent, and you cannot check out mentally. Listen, you can have off nights. That happens while you're developing and still trying to get your, you know, your NBA cred. But you can't check out and say, at age 22, I need more run, I need more time. Steve Kerr doesn't know what he's doing. I should start in front of Clay. Why is Moses Moody starting in front of me? No, dude, this is not high school. You got to check that at the door. That's a zero starter for me. I, I don't go, oh, you're 22 years of age. It's okay. You're a young. No, dude, you're now you're a professional. You're now getting paid to play basketball. Stop that. When you're on the floor, you're still getting minutes. When you're on the floor, prove everybody wrong and light it up. 
You got to go. You, if you're a bona fide scorer on this basketball team, you want to pull down 20 mil. I got nothing wrong with that. Listen, I don't write the checks. Joe Lacob can afford you. Go get yours, young fella. Get that bag. But you got to prove it. You want to be a bona fide NBA star? You got to come every single night and you got to bring it. You cannot disappear. You cannot have Steph Curry, who knows you better than I, knows you better than anybody in Dub Nation. He's your teammate. He plays with you. He's at practice. And Steph Curry, after that loss to Dallas, when he says you're not engaged, that's about as close as you're going to hear from Steph Curry throwing a verbal dart. All right? Steph Curry does not, does not go after teammates. Quite frankly, he didn't go after even opposing players and or coaches or referees. That's just not who he is. That dude has got that demeanor. When he addresses the public or he's in front of a live mic, I mean, he is about as professional as it gets. And so when he says and uses a word like, you're not engaged, that speaks volumes to me. That's telling me that you're not having off nights. That means that something's up and you don't want to play basketball for this team. That might be a bit harsh, but, you know, Jordan pulled 25%, 25% from three from downtown behind the stripe in the month of February. And he had those four points the other night when he didn't get the start after Clay Thompson was out and Moses Moody jumped him in the line. And, of course, Steve Kerr has said, well, that's because you know we want to keep him in that sixth-man rotation. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if Steve Kerr is saying, no, you're not going to start for me until you grow up a little bit. I'm reading into things. I get it. But looking at the numbers tonight on Jordan Poole, in 27 minutes, he goes 5 of 12, 1 of 6 from three-point territory. And I'm not dogging the guy because I like Jordan Poole. I think he can be something. And that's, you know, that's part of the frustration that's coming out. But 12 points tonight, and, you know, I, a lot of it was in garbage. Sorry, my man. A lot of it was in that fourth quarter when things were already decided. Which takes us to Jonathan Kaminga, who I think is the, the polar opposite of somebody like that of a Jordan Poole. <laughs> Because you got two shining lights tonight, and that's Curry who throws it in for 34 points. Curry did his best. There's just nobody else who's going to walk down that road with him. He needs some help. And Jonathan Kaminga. Every single night, this kid continues to take a step forward. Now, he had a slow start, but Jonathan Kaminga in 23 minutes, he goes 5 of 12, and he finishes with 13 points. He gets you into double digits again. And it wasn't a strong performance. He didn't dominate. He didn't have one of those, you know, one of those jaw-dropping dunks or one of those moves that were like, oh, my goodness. But you could see the confidence, man. You can just see where this guy's at. You can, I mean, he's improving. And that's all you want from him is to be better than the game before and heading, heading up the mountain, not leveling off, not taking as many drastic steps backwards. And Jonathan Kaminga again tonight, I felt – albeit not his best performance and not something that you're going to throw down on the resume, Jonathan Kaminga, when you're asking for your bag with 13 points in a game like this, I thought he was efficient at times. This, this team, again, I think is treading water until you get until you get Draymond back in the fold. That's how important this guy is. Is Draymond going to be the end all? Is Draymond going to be... You know, is Draymond going to solve all of this? Is Draymond suddenly going to turn it around? Are you going to be that dominant team you were early on in the season all because of one guy's absence? Yeah. (laughs) You could be. Because when you lose games like you did against Dallas, when you led throughout, I guarantee you, Draymond doesn't let that happen. Love him or hate him, he did not let that happen. He is not going to let you squander that lead and then give it up to Dallas in the closing moments. That's just not happening on his watch. That's how vital he is to this team. And as far as getting back to, well, the Warriors got a D up, and it's not so much pulling rebounds because they don't have anybody in the paint aside from Kevon Looney. And I actually think Kevon Looney's more effective when he's out on the exterior with his lateral movement. And when he has to extend out on guys, you don't have to take him off the floor because Kevon Looney at 6'9", he can guard one through five. I've seen him lock up CP3. I mean, he can guard guards as well as bigs. But I don't think if somebody's going to take him down to the torture chamber, and I mean down inside and want to bang, that's not where Kevon Looney lives. But that's what Draymond does. 
That's what David West did. That's what Zaja Pachulia did. They don't have that guy right now. But that aside, I don't even think Draymond lets lets you get beat off the dribble as we're witnessing with the Golden State Warriors because it's not only the lack of rebounding and a presence on the inside. I've mentioned this time and time again throughout the show here on Warriors Wrap-Up, and that is they cannot stay in front of their guys. The point of attack, Steve Kerr talks about it. It's not about the paint and rebounding defensively or boxing out. It's about guys getting to the rim uncontested. It's about puncturing your defense and not checking a guy and not staying in front of him. And then, of course, anytime you break down a defense, you just kick to a wide-open guy for a three. And that's happening way, way too often. I don't even think that happens with Draymond Green on the floor. He just does not. That's, that's, what, that's what happens when you have a leader. You know, we always throw around those, those words like leader. What the hell does that mean? Leader? Well, it's stuff like that. It's stuff that didn't show up on a stat. It's those intangibles, man. He's barking in somebody's ear. He's telling you where to be. He's quarterbacking that defense. They had a live mic Draymond for an entire defensive sequence. What he's telling dudes to be. You ever watch, are you a House of Cards fans out there? I don't know if you if you watch the HBO. That's not on anymore, but I was into it for a while. Show is so good with Kevin Spacey when he was the president. And then Kevin Spacey, for whatever it was that he was doing, you know, I'm not here to defend Kevin Spacey and or talk about his, not off the court, but his non-acting habits. But, you know, the guy lost his gig. And once one actor, one actor leaves House of Cards, which is one of the best shows going. And, yes, I'm walking down this road. How's, how's this for an analogy, Sterling? This show goes circles the drain, and it was terrible. Robin Wright was suddenly the president. It was terrible. It was absolutely bad. One actor, you remove Kevin Spacey, and the entire show goes to crap. Terrible. And you remove Draymond Green, and albeit it's one guy and you still got Steph, it ain't the same. And Warrior fans, you got to hope that when he comes back, he's the end-all. Warriors tonight gave up 129 points. That's the most they've given up all year long. And I've talked about, you know, the intangibles, and I'm talking about the personality that Draymond brings. Well, they've lost their edge. There's no edge to this team, not whatsoever. They don't play with that mojo. They don't, you know, and it, the defense, sorry, man, I, again, I know you've heard this a million and one times, and I don't want to sound like your coach, but you know this better than I, that the Warriors' success has always, going back to their championship run, this team, it starts on defense. That's what gets them out into space. That's what allows them to shoot. That's what allows them to get into that motion offensively. And when you don't have that, they're not a team that plays in a half-court set. Nah. It all starts about with defense, and they don't have that right now. And as a result, the Warriors are in a bad, bad way. And the, the, question, the question now just simply becomes, is there enough time in this campaign for the Golden State Warriors to get Draymond back, to find out what it is that you have with James Weissman, to get Andre Iguodala back, and for those boys to get some level of momentum, to get some sort of connectivity with this current team, to get the rotations, and so that you can at least semblance that basketball team that was so good in the first month and a half of this basketball campaign. If that team can return, if Draymond can inspire that, because it's there. We saw it, man. This isn't conjecture. No, we saw it. They were eight, they were actually 18-2. and Got to get to a break. We're going to continue. Oh, I'm sorry. What's up, Sterling? Oh, we haven't did a shot of the game yet? See what happens, Sterling, when I go on a rant? No Draymond? Get out of we got to sell stuff here. Shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Curry splits between two defenders, takes the front court quickly, stops on a dime, shoots over McLaughlin and hits. And Curry can feel it right now. He can feel it coming. It's 84 78. And just like that, Curry's got 31 points. That was the shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID 19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org or call 2. One, one. Part of his 34 points, and it looked as though Steph was just trying to get into that zone because I think Steph recognizes that he's just got no help. You know, you could just see it in his eyes that I got to go. It's like it's it's time. It's time for me to be, you know, it's time for me to be Steph. I, I've got to turn this on, and we got no chance. And, again, this just gets back to it. I'll, I'll go through. I'm going to go through 
the entire box tonight. But Wiggins disappeared, as he has over the last couple of games, and we didn't think we were going to see that again. We thought Wiggins had arrived, that he had a new culture, a new team, and that he bought in, and he was a guy that was going to bring it every night. Well, suddenly he's been the Andrew Wiggins of last year, and dare I say, the Andrew Wiggins who was with Minnesota all those years. Kevon Looney had two points. We talked about Kevon Looney, the two points he had, not, not anything to get excited about, but, but you can't measure this dude by offense. That's not what he's there for. He's playing beyond his skis. He should be in limited minutes with either James Weissman or another big. Ideally, that would get the majority of the time and split it with Looney who's coming off the bench. But because of things the way they are, you depend that much more on Kevon Looney. Too much in my estimation. I talked about Jonathan Kaminga being a lone star, shining star along with, with Steph Curry. Well, Someone just slapped me across the face for omitting GP2. Every night, this guy is laying out. Every night, it's effort with this guy. GP2, 27 minutes, plus 15, finished with 14 points. And again, all effort, locking people up, defense. Look at the future is bright when you think about GP2, as well as Draymond back there in that last line of defense. So if there's anything that you want to hang your hat on with the Warriors, it ain't Wiggins. It's not Jordan Poole. Kevon Looney isn't going to take you to the promised land. Right now, things, if you want to look at a glass half-full scenario, it's GP2. It's Jonathan Kaminga. And, yes, it's your leader. It's the MVP of the team, Steph Curry. Moses Moody, contusion to the eye. That's the last thing you want to see happen to him. He played in just seven minutes, did not return to the game, was two of two from the floor He finished with six points, but Moses Moody going out with that eye contusion and we'll continue to update that, but that's the last thing you need is for more guys to get injured on a team that is already depleted. I got into Jonathan Kaminga. Otto Porter Jr., just two points tonight, minus 11 off the bench. He typically is better than that. And then, of course, Lee and Juan Toscano Anderson. You know, they are they are. Those are role players. They're not going to win you games. It's got to get back to Wiggins. Jordan Poole, and of course you know what you're getting from Steph. All right, we are going to continue here on 95.7 The Game. Actually, when we come back, we'll do a little baseball talk. That's right. It's the lockout, and the baseball season has officially been shortened. Your thoughts and all things sports here in the Bay Area, all things sports worldwide. We'll do that and much more. It's Dan Avone here on 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.